0: This is Beyond Golf Talk. If this isn't entertaining you, then just don't even listen at all. Alright, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Golf Talk. Welcome all you hookers and slicers and duffers okay, the slicers. Okay. and the toppers. <laughs> welcome everybody. You uh are with us, just divot, coach Frankie. We're gonna give you a little bit of something else. A little bit of something you're not getting from the other podcasts. A little bit of a little bit of our take on what's happening in the golf world right now. Now we both have had some pretty cool things happen to our content career, our our golf, I guess, journey or endeavors. We have both been been blessed to be able to kind of take on this like small influencer role, I'd say. I think I'd say it's still growing on both our parts, right? you 've gotten to meet some really cool people I've gotten to meet some really cool people and actually recently you got to meet one of one of my main one of my top influencers and and I'm lucky enough to call him a friend um, now uh, Eric Anders Lang from Random Golf Club in a in, in a new type of a not even I wouldn't call it a it's not a meetup it wasn't a breaking video it was just something new that they haven't come out with before so you got to kind of be in the the front line of something totally different from RGC which is great I love how they take a fresh Perspective: a fresh look on what's happening in golf, and tying it all together with these pros. So, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about about that, about what you just experienced lately.
1: First off, what an introduction to this episode, to episode three! That was hot. I like that. But some of the terms he used, those could definitely be taken the other way. <laughs> uh, but it's totally it's, fine. I started, I, I started yeah. out that
0: way. I did that purposely for sure. Hookers, for
1: sure. toppers. I don't know about, I don't know about that, but I love it. I'm, I'm all here for it, man. <laughs> I support it 100. Uh, But as far as Eric Anders Lang and Random Golf Club, I mean, who wouldn't put Eric Anders Lang at the top of their list as far as people who they follow, as far as influencers are concerned? He's always been top five, top three for me. Like, off the top of my head, I could name off five right now. You know, Rick Shields, Peter Finch, Eric Anders Lang, Roger Steele, those just, you know, just to name a few. But as far as the experience is concerned, it's kind of strange being behind the scenes of it all, especially from being on the other side being a, a consumer and a spectator of all the YouTube content that they've that they've put together as well as being filmed while having to hit shots and we'll definitely touch we'll, we'll definitely touch on that and I know that you've experienced your own your own you've experienced your own deal just being able to caddy for Eric at Brookline and and for the Dell match play at, at the country club Austin country club so this is definitely a new deal I remember uh, getting hooked up with JoJo, one of the producers there, and I shot him a text and I asked, Hey, is there is this anything similar to uh, what you've put out on YouTube so far? Is there anything I could kind of base the experience off of? And JoJo said, No, this is going to be something completely different. So I was intrigued. They were kind of vague as far as the details. I thought that you were kind of in cahoots with them and and you kind of knew something that I didn't. and You were more behind the scenes, and you were in communication with them. But little did I know that you didn't really know anything at all as far as what was going to be, what was going to be done.
0: I did not. I didn't know anything yeah. about it. And honestly, it was just all last minute. Which is, you know, that's one of the great things about Random Golf Club, right? It's you can organize community that quickly to be able to be behind a a voice or message that you're about. And people will come out, come out of the woodworks, I mean, from everywhere. So when I saw them post on Instagram, just a story, just a quick 24-hour post saying, hey, we're looking for somebody in the San Diego San Diego area who's looking to play with us. Um, you know, shoot us a message. And I immediately texted JoJo. Shout out to JoJo and, and the whole team at Random Golf Club Films. Um, shout yesterday. out to JoJo
1: indeed. You know, I
0: was like, hey, I got, I got a buddy out there who's Die Hard, Random Golf Club great golfer he's got a silky smooth buttercut swing and i know <laughs> that he would hey we're working on it we're working on it We're working on okay it. go on go on might, thanks
1: might not, might not go in the fairway all the time but it's smooth no um, actually it, it, it it's it's been going all right it's been going all right but go on go on
0: yeah we'll talk about that because I, I, I use some tips here and there and we kind of <laughs> alluded to that in the first couple episodes but um i was like dude you got to talk to got to talk to my buddy matthew um just divot so check out his social see what he's about and I remember JoJo saying, just like, you know, just random, you know, just like how they do things behind the scenes. They're like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll shoot him a message. I had no idea what was going to go on and neither did you. And it it kind of, it kind of reminded me of like how my first experience with random golf club was. I, I had no idea what the video was going to be like that we'd first do together. I had no idea what the relationship was going to be like. And that was really my first time being around Eric for over two and a half hours. I mean, we were there for about four, four and a half, five hours um, walking with him alongside him, helping him plan his shots and talking through his shots at Austin Country Club for the Dell Match Play, which is coming up soon here in a a few weeks. We're going to have that again at Austin Country Club. Um, It's going to be awesome to see all those great players again. We'll talk about that a little soon. Um, Sorry, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, good thing we can edit. <laughs> so Facts. I want to, I want, I want to throw it back to you. And I know it was a big surprise to me that dude, when you, st- somebody sent me a text after your experience, I was like, dude, just text me as soon as you can. After, when you're done, let me know what happened. And you told me, right, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. I want, I want you to tell, I want you to tell everybody what you, what you experienced.
1: I'm going to try to go into not as much detail. Uh, I'm going to try to just simply cut to the chase. But I remember just being in anticipation of that weekend. It was kind of short notice for me. It was pretty last minute, but I knew it was something I had to commit to. So what was going on that weekend? We had the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando, and then we had all the way in sunny California. We had the West Coast Swing with the Farmers Insurance Open live from Torrey Pines in La Jolla. So I'm on Instagram in anticipation for what's going to happen on Sunday. Am I going to see Eric? Is Eric even going to be there? Are we filming without Eric? What's going on? I see he's at the merchandise show. So I'm like, okay, I don't know if he's going to be there. I check again, Championship Sunday. He's there. He's in La Jolla. He's at the Farmers. So I said to myself, okay, well, he's here. Doesn't mean he's actually going to be where we're going to be, which is the, the Grand Almar Mar. So I was trying to kind of go into it with with not as much expectation as I as I should, but... You know, I couldn't help myself. I'm getting my hopes up and trying to figure out what's going to happen, who's going to be there, who's showing up. I just, but then again, we're there to play at a semi private or private golf club for free. We're getting free random golf club merch. So there's really nothing to complain about. It's a great experience nonetheless.
0: Wait, so wait, so free merch? How, how'd that go down? Are they just like <laughs> so, give you some stuff, throw it in the golf cart, or how'd yeah. that work?
1: So I go to the range because I didn't really see anybody that I knew, obviously. And I hit a couple balls and then I head back to the clubhouse because we're about maybe 10 to 15 minutes from teeing off. And we go to a conference room and I believe Landon pulls us, I believe his name is Landon. He pulls us in to this conference room and it's a little tight because I'm surrounded by, you know, the random golf club folks, but also the people that I'm playing with. There's two foursomes, so there's eight of us crammed into this room and they take out bags and boxes by, you know, however much they could go ahead and carry dump it on the conference table and they just say, have at it, you know, anything you could think of vests, sweaters, hoodies, polos, head covers, socks, any piece of random golf club merchandise you could think of was on that table. All
0: right. So, you so know, tell picking, me,
1: okay.
0: yeah. So tell me what'd you get? What, what did you, what'd you cop from that? Okay. What'd I you got, loot?
1: uh, I got the wind shirt, nice little wind shirt there that I wore to Palm Springs last week. Great wind shirt. I got the vest Uh, I got the zipper vest. I got uh, a putter head cover with RDC monogram on it. It's nice, nice leather putter head cover for my Scotty. And then I got the matching driver head cover. what else did I get? Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. Oh, and I got a nice blue hat, random golf club script right there in the middle. Uh, Beautiful, very comfortable hat. And as far as I could just attest to what they're doing over there for the quality and the price point that they're selling their merchandise at, second to none. If you need oh, to buy any... Go ahead, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll let you finish yeah. up that thought.
1: Yeah, if, if you need any merch and you want something to look really cool and but also be very, very comfortable, go ahead and buy yourself some random golf club merch. Especially when there's a sale, can't really beat the prices for the quality that you're getting.
0: Yeah, they really have to do some they have some great quality items there. I love their monogram head covers. Uh it's it's so clean. Like their stuff's so clean. And what I've noticed here in Austin, even ever since that they they announced that they're gonna be here in Austin and actually like start opening up their doors to their headquarters a little bit more and more. I've seen, you know, I'd probably say one out of every three of my customers, my my students, one out of every three of my students is wearing something head to toe random golf club it's either a hat either their shirt um their wind shirt for sure i've seen a lot more out of um my students and then also like the head covers man like I, I love seeing the support for a brand that's not you know one of the big conglomerates right like people are behind eric and the community aspect that he's that he's developing and austin is just like one of the perfect spots for that for sure
1: yeah Yeah, definitely is. It's it's a great hub, especially for what they're doing. And I remember just the experience itself. When it first started, they took us outside right before we were about to tee off, and they said, okay, well, tell us where you're from, what your name is, uh, what we're doing here today, and what do you like about Random Golf Club? And I remember just kind of being nervous and froze a little bit. And I said, my name is Matthew. I'm from Marietta, California. Uh, We're here at the Grand Del Mar going to play a free round. And what do I like about Random Golf Club? I mean, everything that they stand for from – diversity and inclusion and just being overall just a great mission statement and great company something along those lines it, it, was, it wasn't that verbatim but it was something along those lines but I met I met some great people got to tee off and it was just a really overwhelming experience just even playing the course it was a tough course wasn't playing all too hot but yeah as far as the experience is concerned second to none what wasn't really sure was really anxious when the cameras were going to show up Because there wasn't anything for about six or seven holes. It was just literally me and my foursome and then the foursome in front of us. So that was that was pretty much what the experience was so far. We really didn't know what to expect.
0: And when the camera's on you, when the camera guy's on there, he's following you around, um, catching every shot, catching your reaction. It's a different game than when you're out playing with your buddies, you know, and – you know, I get a lot of influencers, uh, especially on YouTube can get like some flack every now and then for when they hit a shot, like wide, right, wide left, but man, when the camera's on you, it's a different story and there's comments that will happen. Like during that same time when they're watching, there's comments that will happen. I remember, <laughs> I think it was during the Dell match play video or the the country club video that I caddy for Eric. And, um, I think Eric said to the camera, said something about like, it'd be cool to see Francis, uh, come out and try to break 80 or break 75 at one of these courses and um, now knowing that I was on MasterChef, they said, you know, the big difference between being on a reality show like MasterChef and <laughs> being on YouTube is that there's no comments on MasterChef. Like, you don't, you don't necessarily see those comments like right then and there, right? Like, you know, people are going to be roasting you or praising you. And it's, it's obviously <laughs> either or, but it's, I think that's what makes that, that platform so much fun. You know, you get to oh. show people what you do, what you love and get people behind it.
1: And I was ready for it. And I mean, there are some shots on my course vlogs that I have on my YouTube where I'm just hitting really bad shots. And I'm ready for all the slander. Uh, if I, if it ever gets to X amount of followers or X amount of views, I'm ready for the slander. I'm ready for the roasting. Okay. It's just, okay. It comes with besides the size the roasting
0: though. Okay. So besides of roasting, what, what was like, did you have one shot out there that you were really proud of? Or was there one moment out there that we can look out for when the, hopefully the video does come out and we
1: can see what oh, happened.
0: Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah.
1: what, what was it? So I'm playing terrible. It's <laughs> okay. Mind you, it's a really tough course. The grand Del Mar ain't no joke. Front nine's pretty tough. I was playing pretty bad. Uh, I started off, I think, with a bogey. I mean, the first tee shot, I got the first, you know, the first tee jitters out of the way, piped one down the middle, uh, kind of thinned my approach over the green, and then I believe I got to the green in three, and then two putted, or three putted. Don't remember, but it was pretty bad, and I proceeded to play bad from there. And we'll cut the cha- well, you know, we'll cut to the to the seventh hole. We'll cut to the chase. I hit a pull hook in into the shit. Um, there's like a little ravine on the left side and trees all over on the left side. So I I hit a pull hook there. It was like one of of my first blunders on the tee box uh, with with driver. So I get dropped off there. I'm going to go take a drop. I see this caravan of golf carts and there's just people on the back of the golf carts with their cameras and they're just showing up and, They just show up on the scene right on the cart path. And I'm I just go, what the hell is going on? That is that them? That has to be them. That's that's the crew. That's the production crew. That's whoever it is on those golf carts, you name it. So I take the drop and I take my four just to lay up and be a little bit short of the green. I hit four, and then I quickly just run up. I just hustle. So as I'm approaching the caravan of golf carts, I'm about halfway, you know, I'm about in the middle of the fairway, and I take a little pause. And I try to examine and study who's, who got out of the golf carts. I see people with cameras and then I see, I recognize Eric, I see the hair, I see the the visor, I see the hat or I think he was wearing a visor that day. And I say, okay, I I believe that's Eric. And I see another guy head to toe. Oh, well white, he had a white Adidas hat, but from shoulders down to his feet wearing all black. And I say to myself, okay, that guy looks familiar. Let me get a little bit closer. Holy shit. I think that's Xander Shoffley. (laughs) And I see Xander Shoffley shaking hands with people. Yeah, I see. I just see him shaking hands with the people that I'm playing with, with the rest of the people in my foursome. So I walk up to Xander, and Xander introduces himself. He's like, hey, I'm Xander. Nice to meet you. And then I just say to him, I'm just like, I shake his hand. I go, of course. Of course you're Xander Shoffley. Who else would you be? I know who you are. I watch golf, man. Come on. I'm a big fan. So... I, I shake hands with Xander. Icing on the cake was shaking hands with Eric. And he's like, hey, Eric, nice to meet you. And I was about to say the same thing to him. But I was like, no, th- just keep it cool. Don't fanboy out. Yeah, I know this is like one of your top. I know you're a big fan. And this is one of your top influencers that you follow. But just keep it chill. And I shake hands with him. I see Kaffir. I see JoJo. I see the crew. And they say to my favorite part. Uh, not my favorite part. My, one of my uh, partners in the foursome, Jake. Uh, they ask him if uh we could play a couple holes, if they could play a couple holes with us. And we're like, of course, yeah, you can, of course you could play a couple holes with us. I mean, I'm going to be nervous as hell, but yeah, sure, by all means. So Jake hands him th- his hybrid. And I don't know what the yardage is from the green, but he hands Xander his hybrid, and I'm about maybe five, six feet away from where Xander's hitting on the on the right side of the rough and he hits it and the sound that just comes off the hybrid is is unbelievable i've watched pros play at the farmers i've watched everyone from tiger to ricky to to you name it i've jason day i've watched him hit rory you name it
0: if there's if there's
1: one thing like being there and seeing a guy like xander
0: hit like just a few feet away from you is there one thing that you could say about his swing or demeanor that's different from, let's say like the better amateur golfers that you might be around. Like, what would you say would be something that could like, might've rubbed off on you, you know, to hopefully make you get, do better.
1: Definitely. And, and just to kind of go forward a little bit, just the way, as far as he processes his thoughts before shots is, it's pretty intense. And it's when I was putting, we skipped over to nine for ace cam and i had maybe about 15, 15 feet from the pin or from the hole and i was reading the i was reading the green i'm not a great you know green reader by any stretch of the imagination so i'm looking down i'm crouched i'm looking at it and i look okay this is maybe left to right so left to right putt maybe a cup and a half to two cups left and eric offered xander to help me read my putt and i said yeah come on I'm I'm like, like Please read my putt, Xander. Xander, read the putt. Okay. Please okay. please read my putt.
0: Okay. And what do you do? Like,
1: did he just like take a look at it, or did you like do a whole aim point thing? Or he he did a whole like aim point deal. So did he? Okay. he he, cool. he said That's good sure. To know. Yeah, he said sure. I'm more than happy to read the putt for you. And he's walking. He's looking at the green. He's like, okay, well, obviously it's sloping from left to right, and it's gonna break right about here. I want you to hit where I'm standing. I was like, okay, I kind of want—I kind of want to ask him about speed, but I'm like, okay, don't, don't try too hard, don't ask him too many questions, just hit the damn putt. But like, you to uh, to answer your question, it's intense how when he, where he was when he was reading the putt where he was standing, it was way off from what my initial hypothesis was. So fuck my what, cup and a half to two cups left. We're talking about feet. We're talking about. 4 to 5 feet left of the we're talking cup. talking about feet people. I don't yeah, into we're... it now. We're talking about feet. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like I'm just like okay, this is this is intense. Like it's completely off from what I was what I was completely thinking as far as hitting the putt and how I'm reading the green. So that blew my mind. And that was one thing that I could definitely take away from the experience. So lo and behold, I'm standing there I'm I'm just thinking in my head, okay, just gauge the right speed just hit the putt, hit to where Xander is and we'll go on from there. I hit the putt it's it it's tracking. it's definitely tracking. it goes to Xander's feet. it starts sloping it goes from left to right. I don't know I don't remember if I miss it high if I miss it low, I just remember I barely miss it. but when it's on its way to the hole, I hear Xander say, oh this one's got a chance this could go in and that made my head just super big. I'm like, wow, I'm about to drain this birdie putt in front, in front of world number six, in front of Eric Anders Lang, in front of Random Golf Club, in front of viewers on YouTube. I'm about to drain this putt. And I'll remember if I miss it or uh, high or if I miss it low, but I remember it missing and going by the hole, and I fall on my ass, just couldn't believe that I almost just drained that putt. I was just in disbelief. I just fall on my ass, uh, but I ended up tapping in for par, so I could say that I parred a hole. Part of the, in, part front of Shuffley, in front of Xander Shoffley, in front of number six in the official world golf rankings. Xander on his Cam,
0: <laughs> and Xander was yeah. pretty much your caddy.
1: For, he pretty much was for, for that, a good hole putt. and a half. Yeah, and just here, I remember <laughs> the previous hole where we met him on seven. I remember I hit a chip. I brought out my fifty-six. I hit a chip a little bit short of the flag, but I made good contact and it rolled up uh, past the past the false front in the green. And he goes, "Nice Ooh. shot." And I'm uh, just thinking, I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like, wow, Xander Shoffley said, nice, nice shot. To me. <laughs> it's pretty intense. But but uh, when you're playing and when you're in the moment, you kind, you kind of don't really notice the cameras being there. You know, I'm still talking. I'm having casual conversation with Xander Shoffley. I'm having casual conversation with Eric Andersling. And with the cameras being there, it was kind of just like you're playing, playing golf with your buddies. Because I think the thing is, is the people controlling the cameras and the people who are filming you, they're having conversations with you as well, so they're talking to you while you're filming. So I have Kefir talking to me, and and we're just shooting the shit, just on nine, just talking about God knows what. And I know that you've had your experiences with playing in front of a camera, especially with a platform as big as Random Golf Club. So I kind of want you to tell me about you know what your experience was behind the scenes with them as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's great how you know, people that are experienced in, in that in that field, they know exactly how to produce the story or they know what questions to ask. They can see how you're answering them and how to lead that into the storyline that they're trying to project or portray. And I'm sure with, with the format that you guys had, it was very much probably similar to what the breaking series was like. It's like getting in the head of the player, probably asking some situational questions, also like how you feel. And it what Eric does so well is like, once the camera turns on, he's really good at, at getting in the zone, and getting the moment, and knowing what to say when to say it, and that that really shows like his true artistry of not only being, you know, the head of this huge movement, but also like walking the walk and talking the talk. Right, um, he knows exactly what to do, what to say, and that was the coolest part of being around that. When I had my first interaction with him, it was just kind of like feeling out what what the camera was looking for for me. You know, uh, not knowing how they'd edit it, of course. Um, there's two parts when they do the breaking series, or at least when they were doing it for the Dell match play, they did a part one, part two. So front nine, back nine. Um, and definitely as the, uh, the front nine progressed, it was a lot more of introducing me as like the caddy uh, helping out. They never had somebody really do this before where they had a spotlight on or a mic um, pretty much on the caddy as well. So it was it was cool to see what they what they thought of the interaction. And I was like worried about am I saying the right thing? Am I funny enough? Am I not being funny enough? And am, am I saying too much? Am I not saying too much? You know, it's kind of like that. It was I was kind of like that kind of awkward moment there a couple of times where it's like, what 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 should I do? What should I say? But you know, after a couple holes you start being yourself, and like you said, it's just it's just like you're walking with your buddy, and you're just having conversations. And you know, Eric knew what to say and what to do at the at the right moments. And then the back nine video of the Dell Mash play, you got to hear a little bit more of our conversation of how a caddy slash coach slash ex player would approach every shot. And we kind of got into that a little bit more as he was hitting better and better shots. And he was playing really well. Um, honestly, it's a tough course. It's a really tough course. It's oh, yeah. Super hilly. Dude, it's, it's, not, it's not even really walk. I don't find it too walkable uh, for a spectator because there's so many hills and you want to just chill at the bottom of the hill. You don't want to go up and down all the time. Um, so there are other courses that are a lot easier to get around and watch all the players at. This was a tough one to walk, um, let alone play on camera. But I remember we had one conversation towards the back nine. It was the last par five on the back nine. Um, and... <laughs> I, I I remember I remember this because uh, I I kind of took a little clip from this. I thought it was so funny. Eric was talking about how he had to like just shit out a birdie or shit
1: out okay. an eagle or something. I know where this is headed. You know where it's going. Okay. <laughs> I know uh, where yeah. this is headed. So he goes, This is one of my favorite moments of the video.
0: Dude, I love I love it so much. This is one where, like I actually got to like play with him a little bit here and you know it's like have you have you ever hemorrhoids? Like talking about shitting out a bogey. Have you I was like, are we is this like a sponsor video by Preparation H or something? Anyway. <laughs> he's like, he, he cracks up and he's like, Oh, you know, it's like, you no, know, Preparation H you know about that. Like, you know, I can, uh, you know what it really is is steroids. You just take steroids up. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, and and I'm like, Oh, is that how you pump that drive out? And you know, drove number four green. <laughs> and it was just like, we just yeah. cracked up. We just busted laughing, but it was cool to have that genuine moment and see a true genuine laugh from, from Eric and, uh, just knowing that that was just all organic, and um, just kind of learning how to read each other um, as mm. we were doing what you want to do it was break ninety. So it, it's it's fun. I think after a couple of videos, you start to get used to that stuff, and you do you know what you know what the camera wants, you know what the story is trying to say. But that was so much fun.
1: Yeah, and you kind of get a feel for for the people that you're with. I mean, just the interactions that I've had with Eric. I didn't expect to have that many interactions with Eric at all. Uh, but there were times where we were sitting just on the ninth tee box ready ready to go hit. And we're just talking. He's complimenting my outfit. I'm wearing, you know, I'm wearing a polo. I'm wearing a the vest over it. I'm wearing the Beyond Golf Performance hat, the one that you're wearing right now, the exact hat. I was wearing what? that. Yeah. <laughs> I was wearing that. <laughs> cool. There you go. We got to We got to edit that in. We got to edit an actual, an actual horn in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's a really uh, attempt, good attempt, sure. though. Good attempt. Good attempt. <laughs> uh, but. I was wearing that, and he's complimenting my pants. He's like, "I like those pants, man. Where'd you get them?" Oh man, I got them at Target. They're they're joggers with nice little utility zippers and whatnot. Yo, and he shout goes, out to "Target." Shout out to Target, and he goes, "Target makes good shit, huh?" I'm like, "They make really good shit." He's like, "Yeah, I'm impressed." And he said that to me on seven, and on nine, he's like touching my my knock vest. Uh, shout out to Drake. Shout out the Champagne Poppy, and he's touching my vest, and he goes. I really like this vest too. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Nocta. I, I knew I had to get it when the collection dropped. So he's super personable, really easy to talk to. I asked if I could hold his clubs too, if I could just check them out. He had his lab putter out there, his blade lab putter. And I know those things cost a fortune. I remember holding it in my hand and looking at it and examining it. Cause I know my brother wanted a lab putter and I was just looking at it and the heft and just the quality of the steel and the way it was built and the craftsmanship that was put into it was intense. And I asked him, I was like, "This is expensive." And he's like, "Oh yeah," but you could tell. So it was
0: just to, to listeners yeah. at home, I know it sounds like we're sponsored by all these companies, but
1: no, we're just we're just saying we're
0: what what we like. We're just talking about good shit. That's
1: and a- I'm a gear I'm a gearhead, man. And you're so a gearhead, yes. Yeah. Yes, if I could sure. if I could hold you know a club and examine the quality of it and the work that was put into making it, I'll be more than happy to to go hours on end talking about it. And then when you get to nine, we're talking about his Tacoma irons and how he just got to deal with Tacoma, um, which is an Ireland or which is not Ireland, which is an iron company. Um, Well, they're primarily making irons right now and and wedges, uh, but they're based out of Europe somewhere. Um, And then I was holding them and he had these like muscle back blades and I looked down at him, you know, slight, maybe minimal offset, maybe just a slight touch of offset. Um, but the the blade profile is super thin. It's nice and compact. And I was just telling him, I'm like, this is a really beautifully made iron. And Eric goes, yeah, it's it's great. You can't you can't beat it for six hundred bucks. Like look at it. It's it's beautiful. you had KBS shafts on there, and I'm just admiring the, just the beauty of that of that blade. So shout out to Tacoma as well. They're an up and coming uh, direct to consumer brand. Once again, we're not sponsored. We're just admiring these clubs. And I just remember just being able to talk to them and you know, just talk to him about gear and talk to him about clothes and talk to him about you as well. And he, he's like, oh, you know, Francis, I love Francis. I'm like, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're doing the podcasting together. And then Keffer goes, oh, yeah, Jojo, Jojo told me that um, Francis had a buddy who was going to be in the foursomes today. So that was pretty much my experience being able to talk to, talk to Eric on my, uh, on my own. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are, we, are not, uh, we are not sponsored by these companies. We're just, uh, we're just trying it out. We're testing mm-hmm. the waters, is what we are. But yeah, uh that company is a Scandinavian company. You are right. I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen the video that Eric did with the with with the guys at uh Tacomo. Hopefully I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. it correctly. Looks like some great quality stuff. Um mm-hmm. I, I love the direct-to-consumer model. I, I use a direct-to-consumer golf ball. I use Encore. Yeah. And uh, they make a great golf ball. And there's a lot of different companies out there. And when you find the one that hits your wallet just right and you know you're gonna make a birdie a couple times or just feels good or looks good when you're out there that's that's the one you go for right oh yeah uh, even pros out there nowadays like i mean when brooks was winning a lot he had a mixed bag he still had his his uh nike two uh two iron driving iron um swixon irons you know he had i think he had Voki wedges also at the time like you just use whatever you need to use to win and i think that's that's cool that a lot of players are kind of going to that now, right? Like you do sign the deal, makes sense. You gotta, you gotta do stuff for the companies that are helping you out. But at the same time, you want something you feel confident with and it's going to make you win, you win. So you play what you need to play. Yeah. And I
1: could, I could definitely (laughs) recite Brooks's entire bag that he won, that he won with. Shoot I just remember. Okay. So uh, when he was winning his majors around 2019-ish, late part of 2018, Oh, the TaylorMade irons, that's right. Yeah, he was, no, he was giving Mizuno irons. He was gaming oh, he? the J- oh, JPX, GPX. the JPX 900 Tours. He had the M5 driver, he had Vokies, and he had a special grind on one of the Vokies. I forgot what grind it was. And then he had a Scotty Cameron button back Newport. Look at that. that he had the eyes as closed. As well. He's like, he yeah. was seeing it in his, in his And yes, the Nike, the Nike, uh, the Nike Vaporfly 2-iron, two, uh, two which is, which you cannot find anymore. And if you do find it, you're, you're you're paying a premium just to have that iron used you're not finding a brand new you're you're paying hundreds to maybe i don't even know how much it's going for what the most it's going for but yeah m5 he had the m5 driver he had the m2 uh tour tour issued three wood high launch i believe is a high launch yep and then jpx 900 tour irons with the vokies and then the button box button back scotty this is title is pro v1 (laughs) <laughs> the Pro V1, yes, yeah, of yeah. course, and uh, this
0: is this is a great segue into into something we'd even think about adding in. But okay, so if you were to take, it's kind of tough because we have, didn't do any research on this really. But if we were okay. to put this uh, put together a set, all right, like mm-hmm. let's say you could find any clubs from any era you wanted to use, mm-hmm. what kind of what would you put together? What would be your woods? What would be your irons and wedges and putter? What
1: would you what would you put together? I would probably—that's a great question, by the way. I would probably right. choose a driver, maybe from this generation or the past, you know, couple of generations and iterations from different brands. Um, I was a big fan of the the Ping G Four Twenty Five, um, but I'm gaming currently. I'm gaming a Sim Two Max D. Shout out to draw bias drivers and people who use draw bias drivers; they're a godsend. Um, but Woods would probably have to be tailor made. Driver, maybe I kinda like the TSR3. I hit my brother's TSR three and that thing is hot off the face and I really hot, do love huh? I yeah. love the forgiveness of the TSR3. Uh irons, kinda tough to say for irons. Maybe go premium, go Miura. Maybe even mm-hmm. try out the Um, I do like the look of the t 100s Uh if I were to go for Irons, maybe I would go Miura. As far as wedges, I'm a big Cleveland wedge stand. I love I love me a set of Clevelands. And then I would probably use my my custom Scotty that I have currently, my new port too. Well, how about yours? What, what's your bag? I, love that. What's your, I know Dude. I know you're you're really big on just playing whatever is right for you. And there's beauty in that, and there's beauty, there's more comedy and people buying out whatever they want off the rack. But I know you, you're such just a golfer, just through and through. And you could care less about equipment. But tell me what. Tell me what you use as far as, uh, or what you would like to use. Sure, sure. So
0: I've been using a Cleveland driver for the past probably seven years. It started with, I think it started with the Epic, and then it moved into, after cracking the Epic, getting into the Epic flash after cracking that
1: one. I got into a Maverick. Oh, sorry. You meant Callaway. I believe you said, Cleveland. Oh, sorry. Did I say Cleveland. Okay. You I'm said yeah, Callaway. Okay. Callaway. <laughs> okay. I'm re-
0: redoing that whole thing. Thank you for edits. All right, cool. So yeah, I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big Callaway driver guy right now, mainly because when I find something that, that hits the shot shape that I want on command, I hardly ever look at another driver and try to tweak or try to find that extra five or six yards. Because I like to think that it's all me, myself. Like I need to get my technique better. I need to work on my swing, and then I can maximize this this club as much as I can before I move on. But you know, now that I've been trying trying out some some new stuff, being a being more of a coach now. I, I got my hands on different driver heads and driver shafts, and I'm thinking to myself, man, maybe I should have changed the shaft or change the shaft or cha- made the change uh, earlier on. But um, I have the Callaway uh, Maverick Sub Zero. Um, I got it at nine degrees. I actually bumped it up to ten because. My, like my driver shaft down there is it's just such low spinning driver shaft I got the what Hulk is it? shaft oh, it okay. is the Project X Hulk shaft PVD finish oh, it's 6'5 um, it is a little bit longer too 45 and a half inch in length and it's got like 1.8 degrees of torque so that face doesn't move too much it's a nice. it's, it's a fade bias buttercut driver I love that um, you know so I like that driver, I love hitting butter cuts. That's the driver I'd probably stick with. I like sticking with something from this generation, like you said, I mean, the forgiveness is off the the charts. Uh, uh, Woods, you know, I've always loved TaylorMade Woods as well. But, man, I got to give it up to, uh, to to Ping. They've been making some really good fairy woods, and I like the way it looks. So I'd probably go for some Ping G400s, honestly. They had some great gamers at that at that point. And then the 400-generation is great, yeah. The 400-generation is awesome. It's, it's forgiving. Yeah. I love the low profile of it, too. I feel like I hit it off at any lie. Um, great cosmetics,
1: look, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, it looks super cool. Especially mm-hmm. like It looks like it's got like, the studs on top of it, too, right? Yeah. And then Irons, man, I've always loved – I've loved my first set of irons. It was a Ben Hogan Apex Plus set. So it was like a, a blade muscle back combo. That was the first set of irons I, I really started using in high school. And when I came, come to find out that the 1999 set of Ben Hogan irons Apex Pluses were actually forged in Endo, Japan. Wow. In, the, in the same forging houses as some of the top golf club companies um, in the world. And I had no idea that these were endo-forged. So if you're if, if you're a gearhead and you know what I'm talking about here, if you can find yourself a set of 1999 Ben Hogan Apex Pluses, they're going to be forged in Japan and have some of the highest quality forging you'll ever find. I know Tiger, mm-hmm. even when he had his Titleist, they were like Mizuno Cass. Yes, and they exactly. Were in, and they were forged in Japan. They weren't. Mm-hmm. They weren't the stuff you buy off the rack. Of course, none of the guys that play on tour really get the stuff that's off the rack, right? Yeah. It's it's close, but you know, no cigar. Uh, mm-hmm. Wedges. I mean, I, I love that she went with Cleveland. I like. I've I've really gotten into Voki the past couple of years with all the different types wow. of customized okay. bounces they have. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I I love playing around with bounce, seeing all the different grinds, and if I mm-hmm. could find somebody in Austin, maybe somebody knows someone in in, in Texas that can do some good custom grinds. I'd love to grind off a couple of these Vokies and play around with it, but um, I love the Vokies. And uh, putter-wise, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of sick putters. They helped me out. They started in Tallahassee where I went to college. Hmm. Um, they came down to Orlando. They started fitting all the guys that were out of all the country clubs down there. All the mini tour guys started rocking six, and they just had some of the best – fitters at the time the fitting process was on point i knew exactly what was happening to the face the ball they fit me through all their heads so i still have the same sick putter that i got fit with over eight years ago i still rock to this day and and i love it
1: yeah and then kind of by studying your bag i understand your sick putter kind of has that scotty cameron monterey shape um so i'm a big fan of that shape as well as far as the putters are concerned Uh, but when you talk about texas and when you talk about custom grinds i'm not sure if i've asked you this before i don't think i have and it's a, it's going to be pretty costly. Just the fact that, you know, it's Mike Taylor and they're famous from the oven there at Nike and, you know, the forge clubs for, for tiger and all that, but artisan wedges, have you ever looked into artisan wedges and maybe getting your own grind and getting your own set of wedges there?
0: You know, I have, I have looked into it in the past when I first moved to Austin, uh, almost four years ago now. And, you know, I think part of me at the time was like making a commitment to to spend <laughs> as much as I would on a driver on, on one wedge that's forged. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. all know like forged, forged clubs just don't last as long, especially when I'm hitting it every freaking day. And I know I would, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe if this, uh, podcast comes
1: off the ground maybe we we'll get some get, get artists we'll get you into, some artists, us, and wedges. Get
0: artists and wedges
1: <laughs> if it takes off i'm flying down booking a ticket we're going to i believe they're based out of the dallas fort worth area Yeah, i could be wrong i know they're somewhere in texas but i believe they that's are. the general vicinity we're going to go visit mike taylor we're going to get our own set of wedges i want a 50 54 and a 58 i know what i want and i want a high bounce and i, I kind of know what i want as far as turf interaction of how am i how i want my wedges to be built but i yeah i always when I talk to you or when I've kind of heard you talk about equipment in general, it's like, just get fitted, whatever equipment that's assigned to you when you are fitted, that's what you're, you know, what you're good for. I, and, and we kind of, especially us when we've kind of have tenure in the game, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm not saying I have like an extreme amount of tenure, but it's, it's kind of a running joke where when people start getting in the golf, they just start buying off the rack and they buy, you know, everything TaylorMade or everything Titleist or everything Callaway and they buy all the new, latest generation stuff and it's a running joke especially when you have wives who probably manage manage the bank accounts especially if you have a joint bank account it's it's a running joke within the golf community that oh you're starting to play golf oh you want new equipment yeah sure i want to see you you know hit the new hit the new taylormade or hit the new paradigm callaway driver you
0: know no for sure for sure and you know <laughs> I, I think when people are st- just to kind of push this to another point when uh when people are starting out in the game and you want to get good stuff definitely set a budget and then tell mm. yourself, okay, I can either get the new driver that's happening, right like that's out there right now. Maybe I'm like, maybe I don't break 100. I can either spend 400 bucks, 500 bucks on the new driver or I can buy the generation before that or two generations before that for about 200 bucks and spend 300 on lessons on how to hit this freaking thing. And I think when people say, okay, I'm, sp- I'm saving up for a new set of clubs, you uh, as a coach now and, and seeing what this means, like, okay, how, how good are you with your set that you have now? You know, I I actually recently got a set of, and I I, I think this is so cool, I got a set of 1997 um, irons that Tiger Woods used, well, replica, that Tiger Woods used to win his first Masters. So I got the whole 1997 Tiger Woods bag. I got his old uh, Titleist PT, like 13.5 degree three wood. I got his old King Cobra driver, nine degree steel shaft, everything. Um, super old technology of course right and then I got these Mizuno blades that were refinished but all the same the same model from 97 and the same Cleveland wedges from 97 dude you got to see it in person it's amazing I saw I saw
1: the TikTok though I saw your video on TikTok with that bag I remember just saying how the hell did he get all these (laughs) clubs?" dude I I found I found a great deal I was on eBay for about two or
0: three months just looking for something that was like this because I I do want to make a video now that I got the new grips on I'm just recently I'm about to go pick them up today. I'll mm-hmm. do a couple of videos. Beautiful. Um, I, and the main thing is I want to show people that I could play with clubs that are from 97 and probably still shoot the same score or maybe better with clubs from back then compared to getting the new set now. And you don't have to, you don't really have to go get that new stuff and, unless you like, yeah. you really, you really, really, really crave it, but mm-hmm. definitely learn how to use what you got now. I mean, I always harp harp back to Seve Ballesteros, one of my favorite golfers. He was like the Tiger Woods of Spain. I always Mm -hmm. say that, but Seve in his own right, amazing golfer and legend and idol icon. Um, He first started out with, I'm sure you heard about this. He found a three iron head and he found a hickory shaft, just a hickory stick, put it into the head of three iron, tied it together with some string and started hitting balls off the beach and off the sand, dude. And that's how he learned how to play golf with a three iron, with one club. And he became one of the best golfers
1: in the world. One so, of the best bunker, probably the best bunker player of all time. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. Till this day, people still try to practice hitting sand shots with just a three iron because you learn how to stay low. You learn how to keep the face open. You learn how to get under the ball. And um, probably the, maybe the next podcast, when we start talking to some of these coaches as well, um, we'll talk more about technique. or We should just have like a, a mini maybe maybe just on like – maybe our last round and our best shots and worst shots and talk about how to get out of these situations. That'd be kind of cool. Yep. Um, but, uh, Oh, another, another idea I was going to have, this is kind of a little tangent point. Um, I was thinking of having people submit, maybe like do like a confessional, like when you're on the golf course, Ooh, like, like shit, okay, you know what? I did drop an extra ball when I was behind the tree and I ended up like <laughs> still losing the match, but like, I just wanted to say it out there and have someone talk about it. Maybe we like pick our favorite stories and we mm-hmm. just highlight that and maybe we'd release it on a Sunday and just I would <laughs> love tell that. people they're absolved.
1: From yeah,
0: <laughs> it's all from, yeah. from their confession on the whatever uh, happens, whatever happens.
1: If there's something that's completely disastrous, just be like, yeah, you always like ten hail marys, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or no, you yeah. get 10, 10 yeah. punch shots. 10 yeah. punch shots, yeah. you know, like
0: go through your pre-shot routine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool too because I know like we all have stories of things that we've seen. Uh, maybe it didn't happen directly to us, but maybe our buddies mm-hmm. or something we heard that happened on tour back in the day. But there's like, there's some crazy stories, of course, out there in the golf course. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure some people want to talk about or at least maybe let it live um, for a little bit longer on a podcast. <laughs> we can always listen back to it and hear
1: a couple people talk about it. So maybe we, we throw that out there. No, that's a great idea. And, you know, we could leave it to the public or we could leave it to us to, you know, maybe have a little fun, maybe roast, maybe give a give out a little bit of slander, but it's all in good fun.
0: Definitely. definitely it's all, a, it's
1: all in good fun. And that's a great idea. And that's something that we definitely should incorporate in the future. Um, I love that you did bring up Seve, though, and you did bring out Tiger, because here's kind of where I want to get to right now. Um, the Genesis Invitational just happened in the Pacific Palisades from Riviera, host Tiger Woods. Hasn't won that tournament before. His first PGA tour event, his first non major event in a couple of years. And also want to segue to, since he brought out Sevi and you brought up Sevi, kind of want to talk about how Rom is kind of getting to maybe Sevi levels from a level of play and just utter dominance currently in the game.
0: Yeah, I, I just wanna I wanna say John Rom is a beast. He's always been a beast, even out of college. Uh before that, in Spain, he dominated as a junior, he dominated as an am. He's got such an amazing, unique golf swing. And uh just side note, like when you're out there playing at these top levels, um, even at the level where I was at, was not the top level. But you're seeing so many different golf swings, obviously golf that, that that aren't in the book, that aren't on YouTube, that aren't yeah. the perfect swing. But these guys just know how to play from every situation. And I think something that John Rahm knows how to do, or at least what he's feeling right now, man, he's he was confident before. But when you have that driver on a string and you're rolling the ball end over end, there's there's no stopping somebody like this. And he's, he's definitely getting really close to... And dominating as as well as Tiger and as well as Seve used to do it, and this guy's hitting it so straight. And I love that his go to shot is his fade. I mean, that's a fairway finder all day. And when your fairway finder goes over three hundred yards, you're yeah. you're gonna be better than the rest. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he hits such a straight golf ball. And I think growing up in Spain, you do have to like all mm-hmm. the all the top golf courses out there. They're tight, they're hilly. It's actually very similar to what I see out here um, on the outskirts of Austin when you get into hill country. Um, there's no no, I, mean, I it makes sense why Texas players do so well out in Europe um, and vice versa if they come back to, to settle in, uh, in Texas like this is where they can yep. practice and they get something very similar but um, I just love his ball flight I love his move there's not a lot there's not a lot extra moving parts in his swing um, something like a, a, a Matt wolf has a lot of extra moving parts right you got to time things a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, he can peak I think he can peak longer
1: with what he's got with his game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And for him not being a physical specimen, because you look at people in the game today who are just built, you know, you got Brooks Kepka, you got Dustin Johnson, you got Tiger Woods, you got Rory McIlroy, guys who are just physically well built. He's He doesn't really have you know, the as far as a typical shape of what an athlete would have, but he's got the most efficient game and when I examine just the shots that he's hitting there is no weakness in his bag he could be in trouble on an approach he could hit into a bunker he could hit into deep rough he could have a 50 yard putt for birdie or yeah or not 50 yards maybe a 50 foot putt for birdie and it's not an issue for him he's gonna lag it he's probably gonna stick it right there next to the cup maybe an inch or two away or he's maybe even gonna drain it who knows there's just absolutely no weakness in his bag right now it's just it's just incredible to watch. And I remember tweeting this past weekend, just watching him hit these approaches and just sticking it, just going flag hunting. And thinking to myself, he's reaching all-time great Spaniard levels, like maybe possibly surpassing Sevi in the future, um, surpassing Sergio, and just other other Spaniards who, are, who have come before him. Just the way he's playing and with the confidence that he's playing and he, he's motivated with his wife and his kid, just all these contributing factors just make him into this unbelievable golfer,
0: and the fact that he's doing it—I'm like, glad you brought that up—with a family, with a kid, with a newborn. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these. This, there's a lot of extra external pressure, mm-hmm. and I remember listening to a podcast where he was talking a little bit about his mental game and how closely he works with a mental a mental coach to allow him to be a better, not only better golfer, but he even admitted a better family man, a better father yeah. for his family. And that's a really tough thing to talk about and something that we never heard heard of before, right? Now that because of yeah. the internet, um, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite Childish Gambino albums, because of the internet, uh, he, he was <laughs> to to like to express that sentiment and just kind of candidly but not really candidly to the millions of people that listen to that podcast and you're just like yeah i work really close with mental coach to try to get myself dialed in but not only that but like forgive myself for the things that i've done that are that are Mm -hmm. that were bad in the past for in in my golf games and allow myself to to be more open to some of these these more positive things that are going to happen when i start winning more and i think he's just in a really good mental health mental mental space right now and I mean, there's no stop there's no stopping this guy. We, we see that under pressure week in, week out. He's able to come back.
1: I don't see no end in sight as far as how he's playing and just the mental fortitude that he has currently. And I just want to bring up just a couple more topics here. We could uh, start to wrap things up, and we'll bring it over to Tiger Woods. Um, once again, first PGA Tour event in a couple of years. Uh, I did like what I see. I believe off the tee, he's doing way better than we're expecting currently. I believe once it comes down to putting in the short game, I think he had a couple hiccups there just by watching uh, the first three rounds. And he gets a little bit too cute, I feel like, with, with the creativity that he does have. It's like, why, don't you want, why wouldn't you want to be creative when you're Tiger Woods, especially when you're playing you know, these slick greens and having all those shots in your arsenal. But I did feel like he got a little too cute. Shot a great 67. I believe he shot a 67 on Saturday and played all right on, Saturday, on, on Sunday but it's just really nice it's really great to see him back out there playing golf in general right
0: i think that's the big thing there too is people have been following like at least our generation too we follow golf because of tiger woods because of the energy that he brought to the game and mm-hmm. i remember just watching him <clears throat> at uh, i remember watching him at uh copperhead for the valspar championship and he was in the final the final grouping final pairing and he had a chance to. He had a chance to tie. I don't think it was in the final pair. He had a chance to tie, but just walking around that place, hearing the hundreds of people that were just walking and, and following him, marching, it was almost like army's army. It was Tiger Woods's army just following him on every hole, through every shot, through everything he was doing. Like he brings this energetic, um, he he brings good energy to the game, is what I'm trying to say. And it's great to see him back. He made the cut. You know, it's. I think that's that was more than enough for me obviously i would have Same. been in tears if i saw him you know break through the top 10 or top 5 but just to see him play all four days was a really big thing obviously he's getting as good as he can but it's his tournament he had to he had to show up he still had to show people that he could still outdrive out it we we saw what happened with between him
1: and Justin Thomas he still had Rory fun. he and made Rory, Rory switch he made Rory switch drivers mid tournament <laughs> <laughs> The Tiger Woods effect. Yeah, he was gaming, Rory was gaming an original stealth, an OG stealth, and he had to switch to a stealth too just because the numbers were, the, the speed, the ball speed was faster and he was gaining a little bit more distance. So just a, just a I bit. think just a little bit, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and at that level, that little bit does matter, especially when you're going up against the likes of Tiger Woods and John Rom. And, and actually, Rahm. I just saw a picture of John Rom next to Tiger Woods when he was handing him the trophy. The dude's actually like, he's tall. He's a little t- he's taller than, than Tiger Woods and he's stocky. Oh, he's tall. He's definitely stocky. Yeah. Yeah. He he's big and stocky. And I think, you know, kind of reminds me of like Hideki as well in that sense where mm-hmm. those stocky guys, they just have that foundation and so much power that you use from the lower body and it's just easy for them to move through without having any extra yeah. like and they don't have to have a long swing. They don't need to do yeah. that. Just had to put the, the club on the ball and just wail on it. Yeah. But um but man, it was it was good to see Tiger for sure. Um, come back. Hopefully, we can see a little bit more of him when he does his his other challenges, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting for Charlie to
1: to to get Me the too.
0: torch passed to him, right? Pass that Me too. To
1: Charlie. I think I think we still have a little bit of time there, um, but we could only see as far as Tiger's concerned. As far as results, I mean, we could only go up from here, right? I mean, it's only going to get better from here, especially with the glimpses of vintage Tiger that we saw on Saturday with that 67 that he shot. Oh, exactly. uh, as far as, yeah, he, he, almost, he almost had an Albatross. He almost had an Acer in the weekend. So it was definitely a lot of fun watching him and just to see him compete and make cuts, like you said. Um, but yeah, we're going to go and wrap it up here. Uh, but real quick, Francis, Coach Frankie, currently tell us what you got going on right now with you and what's going on in your life as far as golf is, is concerned.
0: Yeah, so um, there's been a lot of changes here in Austin. Uh, we've, beyond golf performance, so my has found itself... Um, in a new space now in Austin, Texas, in an Austin, Texas address at a a private club called Balcones Country Club. Now, what's great about Balcones is that it's a super historic golf course. Talk about community and what random golf stands for. This golf club was started with some guys that had some shovels and wanted to build nine holes in their backyard. And from there, it turned into two golf courses at one point. Wow. It's a great old school golf course. We got two-sided driving range. We got a great little uh, short game practice facility. I'm able to bring in anybody from outside to, uh, to teach over at Balcones as well. So um, we we'll still have the Beyond Golf performance thing going on. I got a lot of great members there that are interested in taking more lessons. We, we're going to really start and kick off this junior golf program too. So we got a lot of things in the works this year. I've been also reaching out to some of my online following to see if I could help them out through our new coaching app that we've been partnering up with and doing a lot of great work on there too. I've had a lot of people start dropping their scores, dropping some handicaps, just working with me for a few months, literally just doing some live online video lessons with weekly follow-up coaching on our app. I'm able to help pretty much anybody out. So if anybody out there is looking for a quick tune-up, feel free to go on our on our website, beyondgolfperformance.com, click on online lessons. From there, you can request to join our online academy. We have a lot of people requesting, so I'm only able to take on a few at a time just to make sure I got everybody situated and all helped out because uh, it's really just me and my assistant right now. So... I'm, I'm we're welcoming people to, to come in and join on that wait list. And as soon as I can, I'll, I'll message you and let you know, Hey, you got one free swing evaluation. Yeah. Let me help you out. So we've been, we've been making some moves and hopefully we get some more media, um, dropping soon on YouTube as well.
1: For and sure. I know you
0: and I, we got some, we got some traveling to do. You and I, we got We got to get to yes, either, sir. either out here to Austin or I come out to you. Um, but we'll get some, we'll get some videos going, maybe a little live podcast.
1: Well, we'll make it happen one way or another live yeah. podcast. Uh, Course vlogs, you name it. Uh, but what's a uh, just real quick question? What's what's your title there at Balcones currently? Yeah, yeah. So at Balcones, I
0: am now the director of instruction
1: for golf at Ooh. Balcones. Yeah, Ooh, and then we I got, got that golf- ring to it,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, get this, we got the Balcones Golf Academy powered by Beyond Golf Performance. So people know when they're stepping on that golf course or they're coming out to practice that they have a team behind them. They got mm-hmm. me and we got my team behind you guys to to help out
1: be there for you when you need us. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations once again. I'm proud of you as always. Beautiful move. Uh, should we send it home from here? Yeah, take it home. Take it home. All right, man. All right, guys. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to Beyond Golf Talk. really do appreciate your words of, of support. And you've all been really kind to us. And to all the faithful listeners out there, thank you. Um, if you want to go ahead and find us, we're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to hit the, the subscribe button, the follow button, whatever buttons that they have. We're also available wherever podcasts are available as well, I believe, through our distribution. Um, if you want to leave a comment, leave a five-star review, leave a really, really nice review for us, that is welcome as well. But until then, we got some more content coming your way, and I just want to go ahead and give my co-host, Coach Frankie, uh, just a shout-out there, and thank you for... a uh, for another ep- beautiful episode of beyond golf talk and we'll be back with you guys soon all right thanks again just it yep. take it easy y'all and just you know swing easy swing easy all right peace out everybody peace
0: this is beyond golf talk